0: Hey, from New Jersey, it's the SNL Nerds, the show with two comics from New Jersey nerd out about Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. And I'm your co-host, John Trumble. How are you, John Trumbull?
1: Oh, been better, but, you know, getting through it. How
0: about you? Not too bad. Uh, you know, I've been good. I'm trying to, trying to do better. Hmm, what's that like? It's okay. You know, yeah. it's, uh, you know, I just, uh... I just thought I'd throw in a little Spider-Man re- reference over there, in there, for our fellow uh, SNL, you know, Spider-Man nerds. I didn't get the Spider-Man reference. What was... You didn't get it? It was like, um, it was, uh, it was when Toby said that to Doc Ock, Dr. Octavius, it's like, uh-huh. and Dr. Octavius says, how have you been, Peter? And then Pete says, Uh oh, I've been good, you know, trying to do better. It's like a you whole know, thing. That,
1: that line did not burn itself into my consciousness after I saw uh, No Way Home. Yeah, so it yeah, went right kid? over
0: my head. Guess I'm a bigger nerd than you are. I guess this is it. I guess this that,
1: is That is not one of the scenes that I've <laughs> rewatched on YouTube. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: Well, maybe it should be, I guess I'm king of the nerds now because I'm able to get all these intricate references uh, that you don't. So I, I win.
1: Which episode of Amazing Spider-Man did Doc Ock first appear in? I'm sorry? Which ep- Which uh, issue of Amazing Spider-Man did Doc Ock first appear in? I... Uh, the... The... the, the, the,
0: the fifth, fifth
1: one. Issue three. Don't challenge me
0: again. Damn it. Wow! Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to put you in, the, in your place. I mean, <laughs> wow. Don't challenge my comic book nerd crap. <laughs> With the Spider-Man flex. I respect it, sir. Well played. I'm sorry,
1: but it had to be done.
0: No, I, no. I. Hey, man, you do what you got to do. I res- I respect, <laughs> I respect your sternness. You're a Tough one You're going to come at me with Spider-Man trivia? you going to come in my dojo? In my you, house? You want to go? You want to go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Woo! Oh. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. But I will keep an eye out for that line the next time I happen to see the film. Is that that on Disney Plus yet?
0: Not yet. Is it going to be on
1: Disney Plus because it's a Sony
0: Spider-Man thing? I don't. uh, That's that's the thing with all the Spider-Man movies because, like, none of them are on Disney Plus. Right. Because they're on Sony, they're, like, it's in this weird limbo thing where you can see it on, like, Stars. And uh, and whatnot. It's. I don't think they're streaming on any platform just yet. I don't think they're on any network or any um. See, that's, any streaming pl- That's just not I mean, right. I mean, yeah. Sony,
1: come on, let let Marvel just put them on Disney Plus. That's where people want to see them. Thank they don't you. want to see I mean, them on whatever sort of streaming service Sony has, and I don't even yeah. know if they do. Uh, yeah. Wait till Sony Plus comes out. So Sony's going to be like, you can't watch No Way Home until you watch Morbius. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, no, 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 not that, uh, anything but that.
0: No, 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 thank you, sir. Not even, not no. even that, not even that threat will get me to see Morbius. I mean, I haven't, look, I haven't, I might be, you know, you know, biased here or whatever, or speaking out of turn, but yeah, just, I, I I'm just not going to see Morbius. I'm just not going to do it. No, look to- <laughs> why would you? Why would, no. it's a character
1: I'm not interested in, uh, uh, an actor I outright hate, and a trailer that looks bad. It's like a perfect storm of undesirable
0: elements. <laughs> How else can we get John Trumbull to not see this movie? <laughs> I know. If it, if you created a movie <laughs> in a lab that I did not want
1: to see, Morbius would be very close to it. Uh, can we but put him anyway, in this you know, movie? We are yeah. not here to talk about uh, Spider-Man and the MCU. We are here to talk about Saturday Night Live, specifically uh, episode 18 from season 47, with Lizzo hosting and musical guesting. This uh, aired just this past weekend on April 16th,
0: 2022. Mm-hmm. Lizzo doing the old Lizzo. doing the old double duty, guesting mm-hmm. and musicking. You know she it's do it? Fun.
1: When they bring back a recent musical guest to host and also be the musical guest on the show, because you're like, oh well, I guess they hit it off with the SNL people when they were there before, and they like uh, that person.
0: Yeah, uh, she was there. She was a musical guest on the uh, on the famous Eddie Murphy episode when he hosted a couple mm-hmm. Christmases ago, and um, yeah, seems like they like her enough to have ask her to host. Uh, Lizzo is one of those personalities that she has one of those personalities that everybody just seems to love her. She seems to just sort of radiate warmth and giggles and light and just everybody, like, I don't know of too many Lizzo haters. I mean, and those who are, are like kind of, you know, horrible dudes. that are like, Oh, she's fat. And just like, Oh, it's just like, dude, you're, you're gross. But like, yeah, yeah she's just one of those people's like once you hear her talk and, you know, see her, you know, her, her presence on, social media and whatnot you just can't help but uh, like it
1: i i tell you i gotta i gotta get me one of them uh those uh what do you call them? personalities i yeah I hear they're good
0: <laughs> they're not they're not bad man they're not bad they're they're, not you good.
1: Know. I'm, I'm gonna look into
0: getting one of those uh oh, i can find one I mean,
1: for a decent price i'm gonna snap that personality up
0: well i mean your birthday's coming up so i know what i know what i'm getting you it is it is yeah august 1st people Right. Uh,
1: so yeah uh so should we get into it let's get into it let's do this let's get into it okay well we start out with uh easter wishes cold open with a message from the easter bunny as played by bowen yang in a bunny suit
0: uh yes this one was written by mike Dicenzo, james austin johnson and colin jost
1: and this is another, uh, yet another rapid-fire, cold-open thing where it's just we're going to do a lot of topical and vaguely topical stuff. We're going to have Kate McKinnon as Dr. Anthony Fauci. We're going to have Cecily as Marjorie Taylor Greene. We're going to have Chris Red as Eric Adams. We're going to have Mikey Day as Elon Musk talking about buying Easter. We're going to have Chloe Fineman as Britney Spears. We're going to have Kyle Mooney as Jared Leto. We're going to have... James Austin Johnson appearing as Trump. What's the connection between all these things? There isn't one. So we're going <laughs> to throw them all into a sketch
0: anyway. Connection? What where we're, we're going, we don't need connections. <laughs> yeah, you do, SNL.
1: Yeah, you do. Uh
0: yeah. Um I don't know. What what do you what do you, what do you think of it? I thought I it could. uh I feel like at a, at this point I'm I feel like a
1: broken record talking about SNL's cold opens because it's it's the usual thing that they do it's they throw all these unrelated things in together it's longer than it needs to be it goes on for seven or eight minutes and it's just ugh. you know so this this didn't do much of anything for me I didn't think this
0: was getting the show off to a strong start uh yeah. I'll, uh, I'll I'll echo those uh, same sentiments. Uh, yeah. So basically, it's them giving their Easter wishes, which I guess is the connection. Was all, that the
1: connecting the... thread? I, I okay.
0: That's <laughs> that's what they said. I, no, I'll I'll. It's a thin connection. It's a thin thread. I will give you that, but yeah. that was the connection. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like uh, Elon Musk making jokes about wanting to buy Easter, and yeah. uh, you know, Mike Is, Day is kind Britney
1: of... Spears having a baby in real life? By the way. Yes, she
0: is with Child.
1: Oh, okay. I hadn't heard that. Um, yeah, Chloe Fineman mentioned that, and I was like, wait, is she really having a baby? Okay. Um, yeah,
0: I I did notice how, like, when they brought her out as Britney, I think they put her in there because they knew their audience, because, like, uh, I mean, I'll jump ahead a little bit. It seems like the audience is really hot, and they're really, like, f- huge fans of Lizzo. So I guess well, they sure, figure, yeah. well, yeah, it, no, it seems like the whole audience was just Lizzo fans, like, even... You know, I'll, we'll hop ahead a little to the monologue when Lizzo says one, some of her lines from one of her songs, the audience is, just finishes it, like, you know, call and response style. So I think they well, knew I mean, that.
1: Yeah, when when somebody who has like a real rabid fan base like her or like, you know, when One Direction was on, I remember that, or, or BTS, you can hear it in the crowd. And they're just they're all hyped to see that person. So that doesn't surprise me.
0: Right. So I figured they knew that. So they're like, oh, okay, Lizzo fans are going to be here. So we need to put in like a whole bunch of like pop culture references and stuff that, you know, the young people like. Like, uh, you know, Britney Spears is uh, trending. Let's make a TikTok sketch and, and uh, mm. so on and so forth. So I think they, because like I did notice when they introduced Chloe as Britney Spears, she got like an applause break. So I was like, hmm, it's interesting. Uh, okay. And, and, even, and meanwhile, yeah, like when I, James... I,
1: Ol- and, and nothing for Anthony Fauci and Marjorie Taylor Greene.
0: Right, and uh, James Austin Johnson as Trump again, like they didn't. They were just like, "Oh, it's he's doing this again." Okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, I just like when they bring on Trump now. I'm just like, really? Do we need to? I mean, it's James Austin Don, Johnson does a great impression as Trump, and I I like the line of him talking about complaining that Captain Crunch was rude to him at Count Chocula's five hundredth birthday party. Uh, that was funny, but it's like. Is there any reason to bring Trump on? Did he do anything particularly heinous or notable this week? I don't
0: think so. No, he didn't. But they just—it's one of those things where they're like, he has this great impression, and we need to showcase it all the time. But well, I you should
1: have had him on the show four years ago.
0: You well, <laughs> that's you when you can't Al- make
1: up for for lost time because you know the dude's not in office anymore.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's like they. I mean, it, it's. I mean, we just saw his Trump impression on the Gerard Carmichael sh- episode, and that was like two weeks ago. Yeah. And like they're bringing him back, and like it, it, does, it does feel like a little shoehorned in, at this point. Yeah, this I, it Trump felt impression. a lot
1: shoehorned in. I mean, yeah, you can have him on as Trump like maybe once a month, and I don't think that's pushing it too much. More than that, though, it just it feels very gratuitous. You know. Yeah. Like, how- have him he does a strong Biden impression, and Biden's the guy who's actually in office and in the news
0: more. So right. let's do I that. Mean, <laughs> I mean, he was he was Biden uh, last week, so yeah, that's something. Yeah. So, so now, and that's yeah. weird too, because this is James Austin Johnson uh, was one of the writers on this. So like, part of me was thinking, mm-hmm. well, why doesn't he do like another impression other than the Trump impression? Because I mean, yeah,
1: I mean, he's a very versatile impressionist. So yeah, like, what else I'm you tired. got there, fella? But- but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just really sick of cold opens like this, and I hope they work on this for next season. I mean, I know at this point it's too late in the season, uh, so I'm just, like, throwing up my hands, and I'm like, well, this is this is what it is. This is what they do for cold opens. You know, it's like we don't have any ideas, so let's do every idea.
0: Yeah, like everybody just does an impression. You know, uh, Chris Red doing his Eric Adams impression that people like. Uh, yeah. there's, there's a lot of Chris Red in this episode and the past few episodes. I think Chris Red is, like, on the rise, I've noticed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah and it's just like, We're... all right, these impressions are okay, but we've kind of seen them before. I will admit, Kyle Mooney as uh, Jesus, oh, uh, no, I'm just kidding, it's Jared Leto, did give me a little bit of a chuckle, just yeah. because he said, oh, you know, he's all about, uh, you know, spreading the love, so, you know, hey, if, you're, if you want to go out there, if you're one of the people that want to go out there and see Morbius, just, you know, just please don't review it.
1: Yeah, if you're a person who reviews movies, uh, Morbius is not for you. Um, and as I said earlier, I I do hate Jared Letta, so I'm I'm happy to anyone who bashes him. Yeah, I think that's a good thing, and I think that makes the world a better place. So yeah, wow, I'm
0: home for that.
1: Wow, oh, he's uh, yeah, just you know... such a pretentious douchebag. You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, damn. I uh, yeah, it, it seems like he's just one of those like uh, he's just one of those actors that people just do not like and like well I I mean, it's, it, you read about him he's like oh he's getting
1: he's going method to be the joker and he's sending his his cast members used condoms and stuff like the joker does <laughs> <laughs> you read that issue right I, yeah <laughs> and like yeah. He, he sent the, the suicide squad cast a dead rat or something and then you hear about all this for months and then He's you see the movie and he's awful in it. And it's like, so why did you do all that crap? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, this wasn't like I mean, I get it when people are method and, you know, they do stuff that really mm-hmm. kind of messes with their own mind. You know, like, you know, the, yeah. people said about Heath, Heath Ledger and or or, you know, uh, like people like, when yeah. do stuff to their own their own bodies. But like when you're doing I, stuff I, I, to I, other I, people. Just,
1: yeah, yeah, and that—that's just being an asshole. Um, and yeah. I, I was—I can't remember who said this, but I was watching this—you uh, know—one of those actors on actors' conversations on YouTube because I'm cultured. Um, yeah. And 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 one of the people made what I thought was an excellent point. I wish I could remember who it was that said this. They, they were like, you know, why is it that people only go method when they're playing assholes? <laughs> you never hear about like somebody playing like. Oh, he's a wonderful person, so he's like donating to charities as as, as part of his method acting. You yeah. never hear about that. It's always just like, oh no, he's so
0: deep into so it's just that's a, it's just stupid. That's a solid point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it just sounds like I really want to be an asshole to people. So I'll just tell them I'm I'm being method and they that way they can't get mad at me. Exactly. Exactly. It's just
1: uh... <laughs> Yeah, just just act.
0: Yeah, just <laughs> light camera act.
1: Just act. Just just freaking act. Just yeah. be annoying when the cameras are on and then just
0: Yeah, you're you're an adult. You can turn it on. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah just do your make believe when the cameras roll there clown.
1: You know, like Daniel Day-Lewis can do it. Everybody else no. Okay. Exactly.
0: Daniel <laughs> Day-Lewis
1: should be the only method actor. He's it. I'm putting my foot down. Wow. Your left foot. Everybody and... else just stop. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I didn't think it was a good cold open, and it, it didn't get the show off to a good start.
0: Uh, same. It was it's uh, pretty weak. All right. So, moving on. Uh, Lizzo's monologue. Uh, yeah, monologue written by Mike Deschenzo, Vanessa Jackson, uh, Lizzo herself, and Jake Nordwind. Um, Mm. yeah, it comes, you know, Lizzo comes out, sparkly blue outfit looking like a, you know, like a big old, like a pom-pom type of thing, or like one of those, uh, like a big blue bird, like, mm. like
1: like big bird, but blue. Right. Or like like one of the old, I think
0: think there's a blue big bird and follow that bird. Oh God. That's, that scene was, that scene was heartbreaking. I, I still remember seeing that as a kid and it just like traumatized me. Oof. Um. But uh, yeah, she comes out like you know, like uh, one of the like one of the old fry guys from the McDonald's commercials. And uh, oh, yeah, I like just, that. Yes, right. Yes. I remember the fry guys. Remember the fry guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I miss the fry guys. They should bring the fry guys back. I miss the fry guys. I miss
0: Grimace. I miss the Hamburglar. Oh uh, yeah, we we miss them all. We miss that little uh, early bird. That that. Uh, you no, know, that was there for McDonald's. Morning I, I, breakfast. I can take
1: or leave the early bird, but uh yeah, uh-huh. the the other we, we need the old McDonald's mascots back. Uh Ronald just isn't May- enough. And and you hardly even Mc- see Ronald anymore. Yeah, where's Mayor McCheese? Did he get out of politics? We need Mary McCheese. Yeah. Was was he indicted for something? What what happened to Mayor McCheese? Oh, <laughs> oh you didn't hear about the scandal? <laughs> I did not. Oh no! What? Uh, who did they catch Mayor McCheese with? Is, is oh, this going to
0: like shatter my admiration for Mayor McCheese? Uh he, you know, uh, with he was with the Wendy's girl. You know, she's. Oh age. no! Oh, it was a no. whole. Was he
1: taking kickbacks? What? What? Oh no! Oh, it was a whole Mayor thing. McCheese. I. Oh, That's true, Mayor so,
0: McCheese. God, <laughs> this is just politics—the anyway, dirty anyway. business.
1: Liz, Lizzo came out and she said she's going
0: to break the record for how many times bitch is said on live TV. Uh admirable goal. Absolutely. Uh her mom is in the audience. Point gives a shout out to her mom. That's a, that was sweet. Um, yep. and uh, again, like I really thought or not I really thought, but it was like a lot of the people in the audience were straight up Lizzo fans. You could tell because mm-hmm. she was making references to things that she's talked about online like, you know, her her adoration and love for uh, Chris Evans about, you know, mm-hmm. the rumor about her getting pregnant by like Chris Evans. Uh, it's like I said before, where she said some lines from her song, you know, I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm hundred percent that bitch. Right. Like uh, the audience finished it for her. Like, so they, the audience came to play. Like they were, they came to see Lizzo and they were just ready to support whatever Lizzo did on the show. Big Lizzo was, heads. In the yeah. audience is what you're saying, Liz- Lizzo holic, Lizzo Hollicks? Lizzo, yeah, Lizzo Maniacs? I, I don't know. Yeah, I
1: don't know. Lizzo stands. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, this was this was decent. It was it was fine. Uh, I mean, didn't didn't blow me away, but it, but it was fine. And you know, she's she's got an infectious enthusiasm, which is nice to
0: see. Yes, I I would say that as well. Like she, once you see her and talk to her and just. Like I said before, she's just like a, just a big old lovable, you know, just ray of sunshine. Just a big old basket of love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So uh, moving on, we got our first sketch, uh,
1: Trivia Game Show. A game show sketch? Really? They're going huh. to the game show sketch well once again. That, that well is not dry yet. They are just pumping the last few drops out of that
0: and can we get yeah, that we just...
1: game show sketch teat
0: <laughs> yeah i mean can we talk about this for a minute like they this it's... is the third time they've done this in a row
1: it's it's becoming a problem it's i mean they've always done a lot of game show sketches and i and i totally get why because it gives you an instant structure you can you can involve a number of people you, you just kind of plug into that game show formula but yeah, three game show sketches in a row. I mean, just last week with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, they did the, uh, why'd you post that? Why'd you like it? And again, and it's early in the show. It's always, it's it's like whenever they have a game show sketch, it's like the first sketch out of the game because they're always just like, ooh, game show sketch.
0: Yeah, and on the Gerard Carmichael show, they had, uh, is my brain okay? Which was, like you said, the very first sketch after the monologue. Yeah. And it's like, I as soon as I saw that as soon as I saw them setting up for it I was like really we're doing this again it's just it's a little too formulaic it's
1: you know and and SNL I mean it is a formulaic show and it has a definite structure you know you 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 do the the cold open you do the monologue you have a few sketches you have you have a pre-tape and then you have the musical guest and then you have weekend update that's fine but it's like you should vary up the content of the
0: sketches more. Yeah, this is, I, no. it, it's like I said, like as soon as I saw them and like, I'll admit some, of sometimes they do work. Like some of them are like, uh, yeah. why'd you post it? I, I I'm on the record saying I liked it, but I mean, just I mean, to s-
1: like as a sketch in isolation, I thought this was good. I thought this was fine, but it's just like, I, I could have done without seeing another game show sketch for another month, you know? And I don't yeah. think that's
0: too much. Damage. No, absolutely. I mean, we have all these new writers and like, we're just kind of going to We just, they're all following like the same formula that we've been doing for, for months now. I'm like, let's shake yeah. shit up. Come I, on.
1: I just, I just feel like it's a bit too much of a crutch for the show. And I, I want to do like a game show sketch intervention with the SNL writers.
0: That now that's a sketch. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah, let's do
1: that. Let's get meta with this. Yeah, um, a game yeah, show sketch. Lauren, being like, you know, people, I'm getting concerned about the game show sketches. I feel like <laughs>
0: we're we're going to this well a little too often. I can quit any time, Lauren. What are you talking about? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and and it is too bad because I thought this was a funny sketch. We we had keen in hosting. He has a funny name. His, his host name is Clint Latouris. Uh, we got <laughs> Ego, Lizzo, and Chris as the contestants. And the the twist in this is that uh, they're, they're answering trivia questions, but Lizzo's character doesn't want to admit when she's wrong. She says something like the Robert F. Kennedy oh. Airport when it's really the, the JFK Airport. And she's like, oh, well, I should get some of his money. Because I answered right too,
0: yeah, I, I got him halfway there, and right. like uh, and then Keenan's like, no, you said Robert F Kennedy, not John F Kennedy, and she's like, yeah, but you know what I meant,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, and then and then she says she doesn't want to play anymore, and then she says the host hates women, and then she starts complaining about the hotel they have her put up in, and it's all funny stuff, but it's like, uh, yeah, I did I didn't need to see another game show sketch, I'm.
0: I've seen plenty of game show sketches. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's the thing with the sketch. I did like the sketch as well. I liked how, well, I mean, for yeah. one thing, th- that the fact that they had the host anchor this sketch, like mm-hmm. right out the gate, I thought was an interesting choice too. Um, that's
1: nice to see, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, like, I do like the fact that it kind of starts off with Lizzo being the crazy one and, you know, the host Keenan being the sane one. But as the sketch goes on, like the other contestants become as crazy as Lizzo and start agreeing with her about like Keenan being a gaslighting and being a narcissist and, uh, and stuff like that. Like, I I like
1: if if I just watched this in isolation, it would have been fine, but coming on top of all the other game show sketches they've done lately, I was just, (sighs) yeah,
0: Yeah. I I think that's the thing. Like it's, it is a good sketch, but the fact that it's, it's our third sketch, our third game show sketch in a row takes away points. Because it's like yeah. uh, they're doing this again. Uh, also, mm-hmm. the sketch was written by uh, Rosebud Baker and Michael Che. Hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, off to a okay start, I'll say. Like, if I I did enjoy the sketch, I did think it was funny. I thought Lizzo, yeah. you know, uh, held I, it down, as kids say.
1: I mean, it's it's definitely a better sketch than than the cold open, which was just. Had no yeah. real reason to exist, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, fair. I'm not. I'm not feeling great about the show at this point. You know, they've they've done better, and they are capable of doing better.
0: Yeah, but um, I mean, I will say the audience is loving it. The audience is really mm-hmm. hot this this episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so next we had uh, you know again like the SNL formula. Uh, we do it for a first sketch. We're doing a pre-tape now. <laughs> Um, that's right and and we don't have pete davidson there this week to rap a song so we we're we're doing (laughs) we're doing a tiktok sketch with just uh Uh, somebody somebody scrolling through tiktok when they're supposed to be
0: uh studying right and like i said this is again this is like uh the sketch i was talking about with them saying well we know we're getting lizzo's audience so let's put in some stuff that we know they'll like and you know they're young people the young people they like the tiktoks and, um, Let's yeah, do so something
1: th- that kids will really like when they're smoking a big cigar. <laughs> we got, we got I- the youth appeal. Uh, yeah, so this is another sort of rapid fire thing where it's just parroting uh, TikTok videos. Uh, this didn't do much anything for me.
0: Really? I thought this was okay. I mean, uh, well, this is the second time we're seeing this. The first time they ever did this was on the uh, Billie Eilish episode. And um I I see what you mean like it's one of those things where you kind of have to know about I mean I don't know anything about TikTok but I I get the yeah. idea of it through these sketches and I did like the sort of runner throughout the sketch where it's uh cuz it starts off with they got like a uh, iPhone screen and it's uh somebody some guy texting their mom that they're studying for their test and then of the, course he does yeah the elfet yeah and we see that they're and, and we see that instead of them studying they're actually really just Scrolling through TikTok, and we see things like um, uh, Melissa playing 1877 Cars for Kids theme on a ukulele. And we see um, a, a man crawling on all fours and has been doing so for over like, th- like a, a number of months. And then we, it right. cuts to um, a podcast with Sarah Sherman and Lizzo talking about their favorite curse words. And um, somebody scaring their grandmother with an air horn. Um and it's like one of those things. It's like like you said, like very rapid fire, very quick. Um, you know, it's type of type of sketches. And throughout the whole thing we see the mom retexting back her son or daughter. I don't think they ever said what was the son or daughter. But like saying, Hey, I got you some snacks for studying and it's we see it's go gurt and then the, the person texts back, Oh, that's the wrong flavor, and then they text back, What? You're twenty seven. What do you mean it's wrong? Yeah. So that's like a little, like oh, a little, some little background on the person scrolling I, through the phone. I, yeah,
1: that, like I said, this didn't do much of anything for me. I liked there was a moment towards the end when they cut back to uh, Sarah Sherman hosting the podcast where she's she's laughing and then she starts eating her microphone. That was such a weird, absurd touch. I I like that. That was just a funny visual. Yeah, uh, but that, was, that was that was funny. I, yeah, I was, I was like. You can take this. Oh, wow. <laughs> this this yeah. didn't do anything for me.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm positive. I think,
1: I, I think if you're going to have it on the show at all,
0: like bury it late at night. Uh, I, no, I think they put it up early because it's like I said, they know their audience is going to like this. So I think they yeah. put it up front where it has the most eyes on it. But I understand what you mean. So, but pandering. I think they're... Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, if, you wanna put a, if you want to put a label on it, yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I okay. also, I did, uh, but yeah, I did like when Sarah was starting putting her, mo- her mouth right on the microphone and eating it. I'm pretty sure, I'm actually positive that's like, that was like a Sarah call, which is like, I'm going yeah. to munch on the mic. And uh, yeah, I did that, like... That was the only thing I really, really liked in the sketch. I mean, I did like the little button at the end where the mom is texting back the kid saying, Hey, I know you're on TikTok. Don't make me call your father to you know, check in on you. And then we see that the father is actually... The guy who's been crawling and walking on, on all fours on TikTok. So I was like, oh, that's a clever little thing they did. It. They did it right there.
1: Was it though? Was
0: I it? I uh, I'll give it to them. Uh,
1: I'll, I will I'll not. give it to them. I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I just didn't care for this at
0: all. All right. Although I did like the part where uh, Bowen was singing uh, Tom's Diner because we were just talking about Tom's Diner on the last episode. So I'm going to take that as a sign. That somebody in SNL listens to our podcast. Hello, person. Uh, that's
1: an official SNL nerd shout out. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, there you go. Yay. <laughs> Yay. All right, so moving on. Uh, we got a sketch called Black Eyed Peas because it's 2022, for, and for some reason we're talking about the Black Eyed Peas. Mm. Uh, we, we got 80 and Lizzo as producers with the Black Eyed Peas. They're kind Of workshopping their new song, they got Keenan as Will I Am, Cecily as Fergie, and Chris Red and Bowen and Yang as the other two guys in the Black Eyed Peas. And if you can name those other two guys in the Black Eyed Peas, I will give you a million dollars.
0: Apple D App and Taboo. I
1: will not give you a million
0: dollars, <laughs> son of a bitch! wow. Mainly because I have no idea if those names are correct. No, they're correct. I'm positive. I was actually a fan of okay. Black IPs early on, like like their first two albums are actually pretty good, but it's like when Fergie came on and then they kind of went to like straight, you know, mainstream radio pop, that's when they, they lost me. And I was like, all right, because like if you listen to the first two albums, they're actually pretty good. It's like more like a neo soul hip hop kind of, you know, dancy groove type of vibe. But then like they kind of totally went another direction with them. Well, look at me getting all uh, ra- record store nerd here. I'm very, I'm very high fidelity right now, but yeah, like after sure. when, Ferg, so they when sold the, out, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Well, you get to you, you get to the heart of the matter, my friend. Thank I'm, you. I'm cutting to the chase this week, baby. Uh, but yes, when they sold out and you know started making it, you know making dance music, that's when I was like, all right, I'm, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Okay. All right. The, the yeah, Darren Patterson keeping it real, son. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Black eye peas, no, don't listen to him anymore. That's right. Get at me, <laughs> peas hive. <laughs> this has been Hipster Minute with Darren and John. Yeah, I like their early yeah. stuff before they went commercial.
1: You know what I just realized this week is, you know, since since you're Darren, I'm John. We we could we could be nicknamed DJ. Oh shit, dude, that is pretty crazy. I don't. What, I don't know why I'm realizing this like nearly four years into the podcast, but I was just like, that would be a cool nickname for us.
0: Yeah. The what? What could we do with that? Like, like I don't know. We could, I mean, we could give more
1: music opinions like this. Mm, all right. Uh, I, all right. But I'm just saying, let's let's get that started. The D. Another podcast, you say? All right. No, no, not another podcast. I mean, come on. Let's be real. Right. Um, but, the, the format saying, let's get that nickname
0: started okay got it and <laughs> and we'll and okay and do something with it
1: right right um okay so but the, the joke here is that well i guess that the black eyed peas aren't very bright and they're, they're like singing their new song and they're just kind of singing nonsense words and they were like uh no 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 though you're singing the lyrics to just describe the beat of the track. We we wanted you to write
0: actual words. Um, right. They they asked them how the new song is going, you know, boom, boom, boom. Uh, I think the song's either, either the song's called Boom or Boom, Boom, Boom. And like they're like, oh no, those were just uh, temp lyrics to describe the beat of the track. We wanted you to write actual lyrics. And um, yeah, and they're like, but why?
1: <laughs> this is great. And, and then it kind of gets into how dumb the lyrics of... Uh, tonight's gonna be a good night or yeah um yeah which honestly it i i don't this is probably just a coincidence but it reminded me a lot of uh a video from like back when this song was a hit uh there, there was a feature that would run on uh cracked.com a lot called hate by numbers and uh, the fellow who did that um And I'm blanking on his name right now. It'll it'll come to me. Um, But it was it was basically him just pointing out how dumb that song is. And I was like, Uh, Yeah, I've seen this. I've seen this like eight years ago.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there isn't much to the sketch. It's just them basically talking about like them saying, Hey, remember the Black Eyed Peas? What's up? Why did those songs were were weak? Why did we like them? It's it had that vibe of them making fun of. Like these black IP songs, but and but everybody loved them when they came out. They were all like, they were like the hottest thing for a while. But now that they've kind of cooled off, it's a, it's everybody's yeah. like making fun of them. I was like, it mm. just
1: seems like a weird thing to do to like reach back to 2008 and just be like, yeah, these songs were dumb. Um, okay.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a that's a I don't know thing. if
1: that's a thing that needed to be said at this point.
0: Yeah, I think that's another thing that um, is like another theme that happens throughout this episode where there's a lot of them, like a lot of nostalgia I've noticed kind of throughout this episode where mm, they're just yeah, kind yeah. of leaning on references that kids today would get. Because like, you know, like when this song came out, a lot of these people who are Lizzo fans now in the audience were like, you know, probably teenagers or whatever. So they're like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Like, you know, it's, it's like it's that more connecting to them knowing or remembering black IPs than to, yeah. you know to the sketch actually being funny
1: honestly like my main takeaway from this sketch was i really like adie Bryant's wig i was like that's a really flattering hair color for adie Bryant. she should adopt that look in in life
0: yes girl yes <laughs> yeah uh, i'm yep. just
1: i i, I you know, sometimes I just notice the wigs when the, the sketches and gravity. Sometimes I'm just like, "That's a nice wig on that cast member. They should, they should start looking like that for real." Um, yeah,
0: do it, man. You hear that, eighty? Keep like, that.
1: Yeah, eighty Bryant with that sort of uh, magenta red hair and the leather jacket. I was like, "That, that looks good,
0: girl. You should, you should go with yeah. that." Eighty, hold on. When you leave the show, hold. Try to take that wig home. Hold on to that wig. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Go, go mug somebody in the hair
0: department. <laughs> this is a stick-up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, overall, I thought the sketch was pretty weak. Um, it seems like at one point they were even trying to make a joke about their uh, Let's Get It Started song. But yeah. it seems like the audience maybe didn't get it. it. It didn't hit because, you know, the original title of that song is Let's... It, it's not started, but it's another Let's word get- R-word, yeah.
1: um, and then they changed yeah. that so that they could get more radio play. Uh, because, exactly. As we said, sellouts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You should have kept it real and kept the
0: R-word in that song. No, that's, that's right. not I'm um, <laughs> Oh, God. You should have gone full r <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> Again, reaching uh, back to 2008. Uh, what, but, man, that's... There was a lot of R-word stuff in pop culture in 2008. What what's the deal with that?
0: Yeah, we 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 try not to talk about that. That's like that's like I'm sure like the last time it was
1: widely I don't want to say acceptable, but consider
0: considered not horrible to say that word. I think so. Yeah, that was yeah. uh and, and, then, the, the, and then
1: it, it seems like that year or soon after everyone sort of sobered up and was like, oh yeah, we shouldn't be saying that, should we? Yeah, that's yeah, a bad idea.
0: It is. Like, even if you watch like um like The Hangover and there's, yeah. they, they drop that F, you know, the F-bomb, the derogatory term for a, a gay person, like yeah. in the first, like the first 10 minutes of the movie. Oh I'm yeah, like, yeah. Paging Dr. F-word, yeah. Yeah. I was like, whoa, you can't even get close to doing that nowadays.
1: Yeah, and yeah uh, i mean i'm not saying like a a a movie like the hangover should be totally politically correct because if you're insisting that you're you're kind of missing the point but it's like yeah you watch that moment now you're just kind of like ooh, yikes okay yeah you get you get (laughs) and and you, you don't think of that movie being that long ago but in some ways it really was yeah it was a different time yeah, it was a different time <laughs> in 2008. We didn't, we
0: didn't know any better. Yeah, who who knew? We didn't know anything. We didn't have I, your fancy iPhones. We were still working on uh, blueberries or blackberries or whatever. Well,
1: who knew? I mean, have, had we even elected Obama yet? Uh, I, yeah. I
0: no. Uh, 2000. It, well, maybe. So we, we didn't, we didn't know, know any better. Yeah, it was a different time. We, we didn't, it didn't was a have, different like, time. We still had dial-up
1: we can't be expected to uh, yeah i guess okay (laughs) um i just
0: said that hoping it was true
1: yeah yeah let's say it was true i I don't feel like googling that right now Um, all
0: right should we move on let's move on and uh yes speaking of speaking of nostalgia let's talk about six flags (laughs) again cutting-edge comedy
1: folks um, I, I like this one. This was uh, uh, who, who wrote this one? I'm thinking this was a Mikey Day, Streeter Seidel joint.
0: No, no, no. This was a Please Don't really? Destroy. Please Don't Destroy with Sarah Sherman, my friend.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, we got we got Lizzo on a date with Mikey Day. I mean, Mikey Day was featured prominently, so I was, I was thinking he had a hand in writing this one. Yeah, no, um, fair enough. I, I'm just going to say, uh, Mikey Day. He seems a little too. Fragile to date, Lizzo. He is a whisper thin lad. Some people like a challenge.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, uh, so so they're they're going back to Lizzo's place after the date. The date went well, and uh, we meet uh, Sarah Sarah Squirm Sarah Sherman as Lizzo's grandpa, who turns out to be the Six Flags guy. Yeah, from the way their old commercials
0: who, who would yeah, dance
1: to the. the- uh,
0: yeah, and because, the way because, the way Sarah plays it, it's like very over the top.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're playing the Six Flags guy, that's the way to go. I mean, people still remember these commercials. They haven't run them in a long time, but it was it was like an old it was a young guy in old guy makeup, and the joke was he would just dance real energetically because Six Flags yeah. is so incredibly
0: fun. I guess. Yeah, and that that was. Pretty much, yeah, that was it. it but it was a, th- it was a big thing. Like one of those commercials aired. It, it has been a while, but yeah, that it was one uh, of those things where like people were like, "Oh, it's a Six Flags guy!" Hey, they
1: they ran for years. If you told me that that campaign started in the nineties, I would not be surprised. But they were running them like well into the two thousands. Um, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and it was it was always like sort of half funny, half disturbing. Uh. Yeah, because, because like it's, it's just got that that weird sort of unnatural uh, thing. It's uh, uh, he, he, uh, like what's what's the term for it when they're um, old, like when you have the CGI people, but it's not quite right. Um, um what do know. they call that? The the uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, it's not. Know. It's not the it's not the Mandela effect. It's uh. God, I'm gonna try and Google this.
0: Uh, okay. Well, while you're Googling, um, I'll I'll keep talking about the
1: this yeah, fine no, sketch.
0: You're... And uh, yeah, so we have Sarah Sherman. Uncanny as... Valley. The Uncanny Valley effect.
1: There's a oh. bit of an Uncanny Valley thing going on. Never heard of that before. Because well, because it's like with with CGI people in particular, like you can get very very close to real people, but if if you're not too cartoony with it, if you're go, if you're going for like a realistic CGI person, they call that the uncanny valley because you can never quite get there. Um, so if you watch some movies where they're trying to do that, it's they call that the uncanny valley because they can never really cross it. Oh wow! You know where okay. they're just it's just spooky. I did not know that. Look at look at yeah. you teaching me. How about that? Well, I, I would have sounded a lot smarter if I could have remembered the term uncanny <laughs> belly off the top of my head, but I did not. So uh, we'll just leave my stupidity in the podcast. I could have yeah. Frank edited that out, but no, I'm not going to.
0: No. Keep it real. Keep it raw. We're keeping it real. And uh, I'm looking it up. So yeah, the Six Flags guy, a.k.a. Mr. Six, he was the mascot for Six Flags from uh, 2004 to 2010. So, six yeah. years. That's, that seem, that's a long time. That's Yeah, yeah. So he, he he ran the early aughts. Yeah.
1: And how are we supposed to know he's called Mr. Six when no one speaks to him in the ads?
0: I don't I mean that's just. i'm I'm looking up online that they're calling he's referred to as Mr. Six. So I don't I don't know okay, if that's okay. the, I'm, I'm oh, not calling him Mr. Six. He's he's the six
1: Flags <Bikes> guy. <laughs> it's, um it's... so so anyway, like in the sketch we we got Sarah as the Six Flags guy dancing around. And Mikey is, of course, like, oh, your dad? is, Your grandpa is the Six Flags guy? And then and then we bring out Ego as Lizzo's grandmother. She's also a Six Flags guy. Uh, then we got, you know, it's my poker night with my friends. And we get we bring out Aristotle, Kate, and Kyle as three more Six Flags guys. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I kind of like this just because it was so... Weird and random. Uh, and Very it's just much funny so. to see people imitating the Six Flags guy.
0: Uh, yeah, I I enjoyed that. I also like the sort of other jokes that um Lizzo was making throughout the the episode because like as all these um you know Six Flags guys keep coming in like they they still try to you know try to you know have some intimate moments and try to get it on, and so Lizzo's, like saying, hey, so are are we gonna plow or nah? And, uh-huh. and then um I think Mikey said, well, you know, I, I want to have sex with you, but I'm afraid of making it too much noise. And then Lizzo says, trust me, you're not going to be able to make t- to make any to make me make any noise. So it's like she throws in yeah, the with
1: There were like these weird random shots at, at the, the sexual prowess of Mikey Day's character, <laughs> um, which that was a nice touch to put in there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so exactly. It's like you know, trust me, baby. With you, I'm not gonna feel a thing. It's, it's just yeah. a weird. It's just a weird thing where it's like she's into having sex with him, knowing she's not gonna be fulfilled sexually.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, but but somehow that's still a turn on for. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I like this sketch. I, it was it was nicely absurd,
0: and I enjoy that. Yeah, I would agree. This was a this was a silly, goofy thing. Uh, I, again, it's sort of. I mean, it does play on nostalgia a little bit, like the Black Eyed mm-hmm. Peas sketch. But I think, unlike the Black Eyed Peas sketch, it just kind of does something more with it, and like tells a little yeah. bit of a more of a story, whereas the Black Eyed Peas sketch kind of pretty much completely leans on nostalgia and the fact that you need to remember all the Black Eyed Peas songs and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, so I'll say that. Um,
1: and also, it's nice just to see Aristotle. Atari uh pop-up, even in a bit part like this. He's still there. Hey. He's still there, damn it.
0: He made He's it still All right. there. He's
1: still standing. Yeah. Stand
0: stand strong, Aristotle. Stand strong.
1: Oh, it's got it's gotta be so depressing when you're like on the show as a featured cast member, but you still don't have much to do in the show because it's just like how do how do you kill time during your time?
0: It is weird. Are you, being, are you are you just like playing go fish in your dressing room? What are you doing? I don't know. Just just honest. He's just on Twitter being like, hey, where's Aristotle? Where's Aristotle? Yeah. But I mean, it, yeah. it is weird because like he came in with James Austin Johnson and Sarah Sherman and both of them are seeing a significant amount more screen time than he is. So it's it's a bummer. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I really wish he'd get on more.
1: Yeah, it's always weird when a few people seem to get uh, left by the wayside and I hope that that doesn't happen to him because I want to see more of what he does. I, I just hope he gets more of a chance on the show. Um, Absolutely. We stand by you, Aristotle. but, we'll, you know, but hey, we'll see. I mean, Andrew Dismukes late in his first year, he, he finally had a breakout on weekend update and that really seemed to secure his spot on the show. So maybe uh, hopefully something like that will happen for Aristotle.
0: I think, I don't one. know, but I think he uh, had that. Like, I think with uh, the, the sketch, the, uh, the Angelo sketch and the, Laugh and Tosh 3000. I think I thought both of those would have been enough to propel him to get more screen time, but it just hasn't. I don't understand why it hasn't. Like, because both of well, them, then I get nothing, <laughs> 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 then all hope is lost. I, I don't
1: know. I mean, I, I tried to explain it. Uh, you didn't like my explanation. You're like, no, no, he's already had a breakout. Well, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that's the end. Maybe of that. he needs a third. I don't know.
0: Yeah. He needs to have a third home run. That's it. That's the ticket. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Anything else to say about this one? Uh, No, I like this one. I thought thought it was pretty uh,
1: funny. Yeah, this was good. It was good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Next, we have uh, Please Don't Destroy returning with another fun pre-tape. This is called Lizzo Has Writer's Block, where it's just Please Don't Destroy, guys. They're talking to Lizzo. And she's fine about hosting. She's stressed about being the musical guest. And she needs two new songs uh, very right. quickly because she has to go on in 10 minutes.
0: Right. So exactly. She's like, come on, guys, write a black woman anthem for me. <laughs> and, of course, they're like, "Yeah, we can't do that. Can we write a white man anthem? And then they immediately like, yeah, no, let's not do that. We shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Andrew
1: Dismukes is leaning in and he's like, ready, uh, Lizzo, we're ready for you now, and uh, hey, we're gonna, uh, just so you know, uh, we're gonna kill you if the songs aren't great. Yeah. I like i like that random touch. Uh, I like yeah. that Lizzo has a crush on Martin for some reason.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a nice little thing, too. I like how, like you said, Andrew Dismukes says, if your songs aren't good, I'm going to kill you. And then Lizzo yeah. says to the guys, can he do that? And <laughs> Yeah. And the guy's like, he's done it before. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I like that little nod of, yeah, we, he's, he's, Andrew Dismukes has killed before. And we, we keep yeah, him around Yeah,
1: still. He, he, And he, apparently he specializes in killing SNL's musical guests. Which is why you haven't seen some people back.
0: Oh, boy. And <laughs> I'm just glad that now the truth is finally coming out. That's right. Andrew Dismukes, serial musical killer.
1: Yes. That's right, nicely phrased. I wouldn't adjust the phrasing on that
0: at all. Par- don't, please don't, don't, don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want you to. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that was your Uncanny Valley moment. That's right. Uh. <laughs> Bringing it back, ladies and gentlemen. Bringing it back. So,
1: so eventually they end up writing a song for Lizzo uh, called "Horny Zookeeper," uh, which you know, fun song.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like I think they want to throughout the sketch. They want to pitch. Lizzo uh, a sketch idea but she's more concerned about the songs and so at the, mm-hmm. at, the at the very end they picture they pit, she says alright just pitch me the sketch idea and it's for horny zookeeper uh, zookeeper that's really horny and that gives her the idea to come up with the song horny zookeeper yeah. uh, yeah. c- cut to Lizzo dressed up as Brian Fellows and all the please don't destroy guys dressed as animals and her humping on them mm-hmm so uh, you know, rapid fire absurdity—you know, it's what the PDD guys do best.
1: Yep, yep. I mean, this is uh, this is one of the better "Please Don't Destroy" sketches. So I, re- I really like this. This might have been my favorite of the night. Ooh, okay. Uh, might enough. have been. Might have been. I, I'll 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 decide on the fly. I'll see if there's something I like better later okay. on. Okay. There's one that I liked uh-huh. a little bit more, but we'll we'll get there. We'll see what you, We'll see what we. Okay. Think. Well, suspenseful Ooh. and foreshadowing. Ooh. Yes. Um, so speaking of Lizzo, uh, she was also the musical guest in this episode. So consequently, she did some musical numbers. What? Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, she did her first number about damn time. Uh, I, I liked how she just introduced herself. She just said, ladies and gentlemen,
0: me. <laughs> um, yeah, I was wondering why they went that way. Like, could no one else do it? Or is she just like, oh, let me do it. It'll be funny. I mean, it
1: usually when somebody's acting as the host and a musical guest, they have like some cast members introduce them or or something like that. I remember one time where it was just uh Justin Timberlake, she he he just said, like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise. Um and that was that was a fun way to start it up. But yeah, it's always interesting to see what they do when the uh the host is their own musical guest on um, Yeah, I but, think there was once yeah, there was I, once... I like this number. I was like, "This this is a jam." Uh, I thought, "Please don't destroy." Did a great job writing this song. Uh, They Mm. they really came through for Lizzo.
0: Yeah, I had no idea, but yeah, here we are. But uh, yeah, um, uh, about damn time. Like I said, uh, I'd I'd be very surprised if I don't hear the song playing throughout this summer. This has this is a strong contender for song of the summer. I think it's like it's uh, a
1: it's a catchy, catchy song. Yes, this could be the song of the summer. I think. we we're declaring it now. We're calling it now on Bam. April seventeenth. This is a song of the summer. Boom, stamp it. Yep. Boom. Yeah. SNL nerds approved. Yeah, it's like song a very of the summer.
0: Yeah, it's like a very catchy groove, very disco funk type of mm-hmm. you know danceable, like nice little warm vibes. Uh, I like yep. that Lizzo got some of her famous flute playing into this sketch. Uh, she plays like the bass line. Yep. Played the line to uh, "Good Times" for, by Sheik uh, in there at one point, and uh, yeah, this was this was a, a bop, as the kids say. Yep. it was a bop. It was a jam.
1: It was it was it was a catchy ditty. I mean, I mean, it's no Six yeah. Flags song,
0: but mm, what is what is what and, uh, is um, and her and her second song, uh, "Special," which she does later mm-hmm. on the night. I thought was uh, quite good too. This one is she uh, her mom introduces. Her introduces
1: um, her mom you know because her mom got a shout out during the monologue so her mom mm -hmm. comes out and introduces her she's like ladies and gentlemen my daughter lizzo um i didn't like this quite as much as the first number but again like lots of energy um Mm -hmm.
0: you know it it was good i enjoyed it i enjoyed her musical segments same same two solid performances i'll say yeah and and again
1: nice song running from uh, Please Don't Destroy. I'd like to hear more of their songwriting
0: efforts. I mean, Please Don't Destroy, guys. I think, I mean, your Grammys are in the mail after this yes. comes out. I yes. mean, it's only a matter of time. Yeah.
1: They're, they're actually taking away one of Jean-Baptiste's Grammys, and they're sending it to Please Don't mm. Destroy, which I didn't even know you could do that, but <laughs> know, they're like, he's got five. He's not going to miss one.
0: Yeah. So was, Yeah, we they're, they're, they can't make new ones. They have to, like, recycle the grammys like, right right
1: i mean it's they're just going to like cross out john baptiste's name on the engraving and then just scribble in please don't destroy above that but that's that's fine it's still perfectly legal
0: yeah if you look at those uh, grammys you see all the other people that won that got their name scratched out like uh scratch out out yeah. Moore, scratch out uh paul simon you know all of them that's <laughs> what they did this... with millie vanilli's grammys Mm. You know, they they just scratched out Millie Vanilli's names and then
1: they gave them to whoever. I think yep. I think that's literally what it says. It just says whoever,
0: <laughs> just <laughs> not. They they just put it, not Millie Vanilli. Yeah, insert name here. Yeah, they put one of those uh, hello. Right.
1: I just criticized SNL for reaching back to 2008 for a sketch, but then I reached back to
0: 1988 mm. for a musical reference. <laughs> We acknowledge the hypocrisy, people. We acknowledge it. We do. We do.
1: But, uh, you know, hey, you get what you pay for. That's right. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Look, how how much did you pay to listen to this podcast,
0: really? Right. (laughs) Nothing 99? Well, Well, there you go. Please contribute to our Patreon, though, by the way. Oh, yes, please. At non-productive.com.
1: Yeah, productiveive yes and you will get mm-hmm. bonus content yeah uh, we, we had some bonus content just last week we might we might do some bonus content today we'll see how it goes yeah we'll see how this we'll see how this plays yeah I mean if we you know if we're still if we're still running hot at the end we might we mm-hmm. might uh record
0: some of that sweet sweet bonus content that you folks love so much yeah we, might, we if we're still hot or we just might fizzle out and, and barely make it to the finish line now. Let's find out together, yeah. shall we? Let's find out. I mean, it's, it adds a nice element
1: of suspense to the podcast, I find. Oh, um, I think so. so. next we have weekend update starring Colin Jost and Michael Che. Che-he-hey. che, che-, che-, hey. che- hey. Um, What are we talking about on, on this update? Uh, we talked about how oh. Biden's approval rating is down
0: to 33%. Uh, that seems low. That seems way lower than I, I was actually surprised by that. I was like, "Wow, that's way lower than." Yeah, last party. I heard, it
1: was somewhere in the forties. Um. And... Uh, yeah. Hmm.
0: Uh. Yeah. So we get know. some. I don't.
1: I don't entirely get that. I don't get what he's doing. That's supposed to be so horrible, but okay. I don't know. People are dumb. dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. I mean, I. I know part of that is just because like we are just so divided as a nation right now. So it's like you're. You're. The people from the other party are always going to hate whoever is in power. And I get that. Right. I mean, it's not great, but I I get what that is. But Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know. I mean, it's probably, I mean, people, I think, you know, because of inflation, like the prices of a lot of things have gone pretty high lately. Uh, price of gas. This is true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the war in Ukraine don't help. It, there's like all these things and people just blame yeah. it on the, the president. It's like it. All these things are happening. It's your fault. I don't like you anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, people, they always have the tendency to blame the president for stuff, even if it's stuff that the president doesn't strictly have power to do. And yeah, I mean, the president does have power. This is becoming just a serious political discussion now. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. this,
0: this turned, yeah. Into, turned into crossfire all of a sudden. It really did. It
1: really did. I should be putting on a bow tie. I should be... Uh, no, I'm...
0: No. Um, do, yeah
1: do not you are do not see, put if, on that bow tie i will not i will not Tucker carlson has ruined those for everyone
0: mm-hmm. um
1: i wrote i wrote down in my notes ghost gun regulations but i didn't write down any joke on that so i don't know why i wrote down ghost gun regulations do you have anything oh. on ghost gun regulations darren
0: yeah yeah basically uh it was about biden and uh ghost gun regulation then chase said well you know while i'm not for or against ghost gun regulations i mean come on sometimes i mean if there's something strange in your neighborhood you know oh yes yeah the, the, yeah exactly they, they put in there a, we go little ghostbusters little, little Ghostbuster. well that's cute okay yeah um
1: i liked uh they they joked about because elon musk apparently this week he offered to buy twitter Colin just says, uh, you know, Twitter, it used to, uh, be something that seemed important and fun and now it's confusing and depressing. It's, uh, like the Giuliani of apps. And then they showed a photo of Rudy Giuliani with the hair dye running down his cheek. Fair Um, enough. I honestly thought in the lead up, he was going to like compare it to SNL. Oh shit. That would have been better. (laughs) I think that would have been better. Um. But, you uh, know, the Giuliani punchline is is good too. It's yeah. I mean, it's a little hanging fruit at this point, but because, again, yeah. you know, did Giuliani do anything in the news this week? I mean, hey, I'm all for making fun of Giuliani, but.
0: Yeah, he's not really. I don't know. I don't know where he is. I don't know what he's up to. I, I, who knows? He's just yeah. roaming the earth like uh, Kane and Kung Fu. Um there was a really
1: stupid joke but god help me it made me laugh. Uh Colin was talking about there was apparently a man who somehow got a small dumbbell stuck up his anus and he said the doctors pulled it out and then the man immediately put it back in his anus and said that's true. <laughs> I it's a dumb joke but god help me I laughed. It's so. a yeah it's it's fine. There's I, no like, shame I didn't that. see that coming.
0: That, that, that's a solid joke. I like the concept of he was doing raps. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you got. to Do you have another way to work at your anus? That's whole I all mean, because you know, say. it's all about the repetition. <laughs> that's right. No pain, no gain. Hmm. Uh, um, yeah, that was, and... that was a solid joke. I uh, Che had that one joke I liked about the uh, driverless car getting pulled over by a cop, and somehow. Yeah. Somehow the cops still managed to shoot an unarmed black guy.
1: That was great. That's a, a, a funny joke. The joke that has a real point to it. Uh, mm. Yeah, that was great. That was really good. Dark, but good. Mm. Dark, but I mean, accurate.
0: Yeah. Sadly, mm.
1: um, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, what are they going to do? You know, not shoot unarmed black men. That's crazy talk.
0: They got a quota. <laughs> got
1: a quota. I mean, yeah, it used to be for writing tickets. Now it's for shooting unarmed black men. Yeah, time come on, moves man. on, people. Exactly. Come on, man. <laughs> think of think of the cops. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we we had a single uh, death segment. We had Melissa as Colin Just's driver, uh, Cesar Perez, uh, who's sort of trying his hand at comedy. He's he's got the mind
0: mencia that's right. I and liked how it started off. With, well, I was going to say I yeah. like how it started off with uh Melissa's character Say, I think it's, spelled, it's Caesar but for some reason Colin said that it's Caesar, which I thought was interesting. But I liked it how it started off with um Caesar uh, saying Colin's address. It's like, "Hey, Colin Jones, 287 Northwood Drive, right?" And <laughs> it's like, yeah. "Yeah, you didn't you didn't have to give up my address?"
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, here he's, he's, he makes a joke about his nephew Carlitos, but then he immediately feels bad about it and, and apologizes. But then, you know, every joke is about his nephew, uh, Carlitos in some way. And he apologizes after every joke. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, a little hiccup there. Hmm. Um, that's some of that bonus content we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Um, hope I'm not hiccuping for the rest of the podcast. That would be bad. Oh boy. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't too nuts about this it was it's nice to see Melissa get something on the show but I didn't feel like this was her strongest material
0: I I thought it was okay I liked for mm-hmm. some reason I think I think th- for me the thing that made it work is like Melissa's reaction every time she realized she made yet another joke about her nephew Carlitos. yeah like the yeah. look on her face like she'd was forgotten like, it all yeah like the look on her face I think is what sold it where she' was like oh god and like how yeah she,
1: I mean I, I I think the, I think the performance was good. I just didn't think the writing was terribly strong.
0: Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think the, the jokes, the jokes themselves were like, all right, that's like at one point she's, he's you know uh, Cesar doesn't want to make fun of his nephew, so he makes fun of uh, his uh, abuelita. So she's like, and she said to like, oh my skin is so dry. Why does why does Carlitos keep making? Why does Carlitos keep taking my lotion? And then she yeah. immediately has that like look on her face, like, oh god, why'd I say that? Yeah. So, and, and like, you know, and he, you know, and uh, Caesar looks into the camera giving an honest apology, saying, hey man, you can be a gross little nerd your whole life. It's okay, man. Yeah. So, I, there was, there was, I like the performance better than the jokes. I think that's, yeah,
1: yeah, same for me.
0: Same. Uh, so, yeah.
1: And I mean, I think that was pretty much it for update, right? Or any other notable in the moments?
0: Uh, no, that was pretty much it. It was a pretty quick, short update, and uh, of course, yeah. uh, Like we, um, all, uh, they always do when somebody from SNL passes away. They we get a title card from uh, about the late great uh, Gilbert Gottfried, who passed away this week. Yeah, that was
1: that. That was a shock this week. Um, yeah, he pa- they announced that his passing on Wednesday, and uh, he apparently had been battling, uh,
0: I believe it was muscular dystrophy. Uh, for some time right like he had some red I didn't even know he was sick I don't think anybody knew is like a there's like norm all over again like no one knew he was battling this disease and uh, Mm -hmm. he just passed away so suddenly um yeah I mean uh, should we get do you want to talk about a little bit uh, about uh Gilbert
1: well I mean um I think it's probably not commonly known that Gilbert Gottfried was an SNL cast member for a brief period of time he was part of the first group that came in after the original cast all left so he was on season six of snl uh the the gene uh how do you pronounce her last name dominion yes that's it okay uh so he was part of that era of snl which is you know not one of the show's highlights and uh yeah he so, but, I mean, he, he, of course, went on to bigger and better things and best known as a stand-up and an actor and, and a voiceover artist.
0: Um, yeah, he, I mean, that voice, it's, it's, like, so recognizable as soon as you hear it. Like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you know he's, it's just one of the voices where, he's like, I got to put that voice in my TV show, my movie. You know, of course, people know him as Iago the Parrot from Aladdin, uh, the Affleck yeah. Duck. Uh, as far yeah. as movies goes, you know, Problem Child, and like, you know, just tons of other movies. Like, he he was just one of those yeah. characters where, like, he was he was literally one of a kind. Like I like I think like, I don't know too many people that were trying to replicate what he was doing because I don't think anybody could because like the yeah. way yeah
1: he he was one of a kind. Uh, like another one of my favorite roles of his is he played uh, Mr. Maksyev Pidilich on. Uh, the uh, superman the animated series and oh he wow was, he was just brilliant in that um go look up the ep- episode uh mix pixelated um on on hbo mash it's it's streaming there hilarious hilarious um very funny stuff and it's a lot of that is because of uh
0: gilbert godfrey's performance very very funny right uh but yeah he we lost him this week he will be missed and uh you know we'll give you guys a little peek behind the curtain uh, next episode we're gonna we're gonna give him his, his due we're gonna have a whole Gilbert mm-hmm. Gottfried uh episode dedicated to the man the myth the legend the voice Mr. Gilbert Gottfried
1: yeah there was a documentary about him uh made in 2017 just called Gilbert so we're gonna watch that uh next week we're gonna have a special guest for that uh who has who knew and, and worked with uh, Gilbert Gottfried? So uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to uh, celebrating the life of Gilbert.
0: Right, and uh, yeah, and also again, like if you didn't know that he was on SNL, like I highly recommend you you know look more into it because like he did, there are a few SNL uh, Gilbert Gottfried sketches on YouTube that not too many. It's like maybe like three or four, but you can give him a look see and see what it was all about. Yeah, that whole season yeah. six, like if you read into that. If you don't know about season six, I highly recommend you read about season six because that, holy moly, that, that's a story. What happened that season?
1: Yeah, maybe we should do an episode about uh, just season six over the summer and, and see what we can dig up on that. Because that's that's one of the errors about the show because it's, you know, before our time. I don't know too much about it and you don't ever see that pop up in the reruns because um, it's just, I think most people involved with it were just like, no, that di- that didn't quite work. And it's not that, like, the people on the show weren't funny and all that. It's just, you know, the, the show was going through a bad time.
0: Yeah. Like, basically, for those, I'll, for those that don't know, basically, um, in 1980, uh, Lorne Michaels left the show, and they had a new mm-hmm. Lorne Michaels, Gene Dumanian, and uh, all the cast members left with Lorne. So they had to start yeah. from scratch, basically. And uh, they had six cast new cast members, Gilbert Gottfried, Joe Piscopo. Ann Risley, Gail Mathias, Denny Dillon, and Charles Rocket. So six totally new cast members, and just right off the rip, they were having issues just because the you know yeah. the, the the public hated them immediately because they weren't the original guys. I think yeah. the network like cut their budget well, severely.
1: It, it's like I actually listened to a, an interview with Gilbert a few years ago, and he talked briefly about his time on SNL, and he he said like his big takeaway from that was like you don't want to be the first person to replace somebody. You know, it's like, it's like George Lazenby playing James Bond. Mm. Cause like he had to immediately follow Sean Connery, the guy who started it all. And people are really going to be resistant to that change. You know, now it's like they bring in new cast members and that's part of what SNL is now. Uh, then it was like, oh, we're replacing your favorite <laughs> people. On the on your favorite show, and it's just kind of a no win scenario.
0: Yeah, I think like like nowadays they sort of keep in the old guard and slowly start bringing in new people. Right. And and I think that's a better way of doing it rather than just like just clean slating it and just getting rid of all the uh, cast members from one cast and putting in totally new people because it's it's, it's very jarring. And even even like
1: the few times that Lauren has done. Uh, close to a, a clean sweep he's kept a few people on from the previous cast like when he did in like 1985 he kept john lovitz and Nora dunn and dennis miller and when he did it again in the 90s he kept uh david spade tim meadows and a couple other people around norma McDonald stuck around right um so yeah it, yeah you it's like... really tough when you're doing a clean sweep
0: yeah, so basically, like, for those who don't know, so it was uh, 1980, six new cast members. By the end of the season, with the exception of Joe Piscopo, the entire cast was fired, and Gene yeah. Domanian was fired. And that, that yeah. is wild. I've never heard of anything like that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's something else. Yeah, yeah, we should do a show on that this summer. There's, there's a yeah. lot to talk about there. Right. Oh, uh, and also, uh,
0: but yeah, uh, Joe Piscopo and also uh, Eddie Murphy stayed because Eddie Murphy was a featured player at the time, but he got bumped up. Right. He, he came in towards the end of the
1: season. Uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: it, it was. Yeah, it was apparent. Like he was like, no, you keep this kid. He's fucking hilarious. He's he's the one yeah. thing we got going for us right now. So uh,
1: and, and he very nearly did not get on the show. Gene Domanian apparently did not want Eddie Murphy on the show. It's, oh, think about that. <laughs>
0: It's very telling. You know, she, she looked
1: at like young nineteen year old Eddie Murphy and was like, "Nah, yeah, I don't think there's anything there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't see it."
1: But anyway, enough about it. The SNL of the past. Um, we're gonna we're gonna uh, finish talking about this show. And our next sketch is Throne Room.
0: Throne Room.
1: So, who wrote this one, Darren? Do we have uh, this was, uh, writing credit for this? Uh, Mikey Day, Streeter Seidel, Brian Tucker nice okay that's uh that's a murderer's row there of writing talent uh this is uh taking place in the kingdom of Jeddah in 2000 bc cecily and bowen are party planners for a debauched party like you've seen in a million type of movies we we got and they're just kind of going through everybody keenan's the snake guy who's just going to wander through the the uh the party with a giant boa constrictor and just
0: put the snake in people's faces, right? Uh, we have Lizzo as the sensuous woman, and Andrew Dismukes as her tender boy, and uh, yeah, yeah, we get a scene. We get a part where Lizzo is actually spanking Dismukes. So uh, for those of you, yeah. if that's your that's your kink, you're in luck because we have that <laughs> yeah. here for if, you. If you had Lizzo spanking
1: Andrew Dismukes on your SNL bingo card, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have your prize. Mikey as. As the fire guy, uh, I, I like the voice he had for this character, where he was just sort of like prissy, I guess. But he was like, like, no, I'm going to get demonic during. The... Yeah, <laughs> I, I
0: like the switch between those two
1: aspects of his character.
0: Um, right. Um, yeah, we have uh, we had eighty as the old woman caked in makeup with rotten teeth. We had mm-hmm. uh... Aristotle as the guy playing loud abrasive music. Uh, right, uh, Chris Red as the man fanning people with a huge feather. With with, with also yeah. has a large erect uh, d- dong. And yeah. uh, we we had uh, uh, Alex and
1: uh, uh, two of the ladies. Uh, they were they were going to be like the the orgy people, and right. they were saying like you know ideally we want this to look like one big undulated undulating mass of skin and hair and fluids, uh, which. Uh, th- that's kind of a coincidence because that is my goal for each and every episode of this podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying I've ever achieved that goal, but I mean, th- that's what I'm going for. We'll get there one day. Don't you worry about it. We'll get we'll... there one day. I mean, uh, maybe for episode 200. I mean, fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers and other things crossed. Uh, all sorts of appendages are crossed. Hey, now. Um, we, we have Kate as a woman making out with a goat. So Kate McKinnon actually has to look, put a little baby carrot in her mouth so that the goat is, looks like uh, she's French and a goat. Mm, hot. So if you had that on your bingo card, <laughs> yeah. Like congratulations. What kind of,
0: yeah, what kind of bingo card do you have, man? i got to ask. Like. I've no time to delve into that now, dear. <laughs> okay. No
1: time for love, Dr. Jones. Uh, we also have Kyle Mooney as a punkish imp. <laughs> going around and stealing people's wine yeah um I, this was so stupid i i really liked it and i thought it was just really well observed because i think everybody's seen a bunch of movies where you you have things like that where it's a party and there's weird debauch things going on
0: yeah they they hit all that they, they clicked all the boxes on this one uh oh yeah. and of course the sketch ends with uh, punky bringing in the the king and of course the king is like is like a ten year old boy <laughs> Yeah. ready to see uh, all the debauchery yeah yeah we got some uh, some
1: Game of Thrones type stuff going on there oh boy I don't I know they had like an evil young king and I can't remember what it, it was King Joffrey that was it
0: yeah yeah um, like I mean I didn't watch the show but I knew the name King Joffrey just because it was yeah yeah it was every, it was right I uh, yeah.
1: Took, took me a minute, not as long as uh, Uncanny Valley, but I, I came up with the name King Joffrey. So, And I've never watched Game of Thrones either. And yet somehow well, King Joffrey has permeated my uh, my consciousness.
0: Well done, sir. Well Why? Done. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, sir, sure don't.
1: I don't know. I don't know how that stuck in my brain. Uh, but
0: I've got that and shame, shame in my head. Nice. Oh, yeah, with the... Um... The lady who's now on uh Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hannah Waddingham. That's right. Yeah. Hannah
1: Waddingham was the shame shame lady on Game of Thrones. Yeah, hey now. So uh yeah, um overall, yeah, not a terrible sketch. I don't there wasn't too I, much- I enjoyed this. I I would have if it'd been up to me, if I was deciding the show in order, I would have put this earlier in the show. Hmm. Interesting. I think I, the fact think that it was
0: stronger. I don't think it needed to be uh, deep this deep in the show. I think the fact that it, it's you know it's about an orgy. Maybe that's why they kind of kept it buried in the back because there was uh, all I mean,
1: the a- more reason to put it early. I say.
0: <laughs> I say put the orgy material before
1: midnight. You, know, you want to hit people with that stuff before update.
0: I say put it early in the morning. Have, have, watch. Ax- it with- Axe the game show sketches. Put in more orgy sketches. Put it uh, early in the morning. Of you know, before, Watch it with the kids before you take them to school. That's what I say. I mean,
1: that's what the third hour of the Today Show needs to be, NBC.
0: <laughs> that's right. Get Al Roker in a thong. <laughs>
1: oh, Give God. Al Roker a boa constrictor and just let him go nuts. This,
0: this is what the people want. This is what middle America wants. That's what that's what meant. Good God. <laughs> we are so dumb. <laughs> Very much so, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, so, uh, uh next we have next. orchestra. Yes. Uh, Mike Dicenzo, Alex English, Chris Red. Written by. Um, This is
1: all about uh, that world-renowned orchestra, the DeVry Institute Symphony
0: Orchestra. And they
1: they need a new flautist, and they need a new flautist fast!
0: That's right. Uh, Where can they get such a flautist? Well, as luck would have it, uh, Chris Redd uh, manages a a flaut player uh, played by uh, Lizzo. Did you just call it a flaut? Yeah, isn't that what it's (laughs) called? They are called flutes. Darren. What? Well, I don't know
1: about that. <laughs> they, they, you, no, no, 100%. They are called flutes. All right,
0: whatever, man. You... Okay, yeah. Don't try to gaslight me. <laughs>
1: all right, all right. <laughs> so she comes in as a flautist uh, with Chris Red as her agent, as every flautist needs. Um, of course. And, and we, we quickly find out that although she's a very good flute player, she can only play when she's twerking. Of course, as you do. Yeah,
0: she's she's twerking on the bassoonist during Ode to Joy. Right. Uh yeah, so we see her at one point like twerking onto Alex, just getting all up on him. Just Yep. Just... Yep. <laughs> I think at one point Alex had to like hide his face. I think he was close to breaking. Yeah, was... yeah. He was just like, oh and my! They're like,
1: can you can you sit down? Do you have to? You know, we really don't want you standing and twerking during this. And she's like, oh yeah, sure, I can sit on him. And she's like, then she gets on Alex's lap and starts twerking.
0: Hey now! And of course, we have Keenan uh, looking at all this, you know, being like, oh hello there. Yeah, Ooh, my my, yum yum yum. Um,
1: you know, I like when they 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 went into you know why do you feel the need to do this? And then Lizzo gives like this emotional confession and then 80s character starts playing the violin and Lizzo just automatically goes, thank
0: you, girl. Uh, uh, that was cute. That was a good, that was a good part. I did like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then and- they, they, they find the solution. They are just like, Hey, what if we were all twerking? And then, so they just decide to all be twerking as an orchestra. Right.
0: And, uh, yeah, that's how the sketch pretty much ends. Just uh, a whole lot of people playing orchestra music and twerking. Yep yep um I, I thought this was okay I didn't think it was great uh same I thought it was all right i again this and this is another theme that I've noticed throughout the whole thing a lot of the sketches I, I feel like the writing wasn't super strong but it really uh depended on the charisma of the host and like you know the likability and charisma of a lot of the cast members to carry the material uh-huh and I, I felt like this was like one of those where it's like, yeah, if anybody else did this, the sketch probably would have fallen flat, but people like Lizzo so much, and she's so, she has that joy and light that people like a lot more. Like I, I even noticed at the beginning of the sketch, when Lizzo walked in, she got an applause break. I was like, oh, wow. Well, what? they Here. were
1: very excited to see her with her flute. They were like, we're going to get
0: some bonus Lizzo flute plan up yeah. in this bitch. Yeah, like so. this. That's the most excited I see for anybody for flute playing. That's it, that's really something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't, to,
1: you, flautists, yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and wager they don't get a whole lot of groupies. Yeah. I, you know, I not I, that I, they don't deserve them. I mean right. please sleep with a flautist today.
0: Yes. Um, They'll thank you for it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh but yeah, like um, I'm I'm all for anybody that can make like a nerdy band instrument cool. Like, you know, Weird, right, like Weird Al with the accordion. Yeah, absolutely. If you can make any, right. if you can make like a bassoon or a, a tuba cool, God, God yeah. bless
1: you, man. God bless yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, remember when the Dixie Chicks, like one of them played the violin, right? Uh, Yeah. One of them fiddles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I um, think, but fiddling is kind of cool. I mean, Jethro Tull had that fiddle player. That was kind right. of cool, right, and
1: and you know you occasionally defeat the devil through your fiddle playing. So yeah, exactly. fiddling is pretty cool.
0: You take down the dark um, lord. You take down Beelzebub with, a, right. with nothing, nothing but a fiddle. That's that's badass. Right.
1: That is badass. That is pretty badass.
0: Yeah, and I've and also uh, th- that's another thing I've noticed about a good number of the sketches in tonight's show. A lot of them seem to be tailored towards Lizzo and her strengths. Like, it was pretty much the opposite. Well, yeah. Uh, Yeah, but I mean... uh, (laughs) It's kind of what they're going for, right? (laughs) Yeah, kind of, but not really. Because, like, if you remember the Carmichael episode, they didn't really do that. Like, a lot of the sketches in the Carmichael episode, it felt like anybody could have played them. But, like, this one, they were like, oh, Lizzo... Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, like, Lizzo twerks and plays the flute. Let's write a sketch about that. Or Lizzo would be good in this game show sketch. It seems like they more tailored a lot of the show towards her and her strength rather than... It was more specific to her. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: But, I mean, maybe that's... I mean,
1: ideally, though, ideally, ideally, though, that's what you want to do every week. That's what you... Ideally, yeah, for sure.
0: Ideally, though? Ideally, um... though? Yo, word? Lando, Lando!
1: oh I, I gotta watch that Keegan peel sketch again that's it that's great stuff oh brother uh, oh God. <laughs> let's get keegan michael key back um oh i want to see him come back to the show he, yeah. he was a really strong host i'd
0: love to see jordan peel uh,
1: host he could like the, yeah that, i mean he doesn't do much acting anymore but that would be a lot of fun let's have key yeah. and peel host let's do that dude let's do it let's have a key and peel reunion just have him take yeah, over I mean, snl he, for a week I mean, come on. Uh, he was almost
0: yeah. He was almost a cast member. Let's make him a host.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Let's do it. I think. Let's do it. I, I think the performances of this is good, but I think in the grand spectrum of SNL sketches that feature Beethoven's Ode to Joy, this is not quite as good. It's a few notches below the Jimmy Fallon sketch where he's introducing the band.
0: That was pretty great. I'll give you that. Yeah, that
1: was pretty. I mean, come on, Al the Hitman Hitler. That,
0: that's gold. <laughs> I love that. There was that one point where like Bobby Moynihan was doing his solo. Then he gave the camera huh. like a like a cheeky little grin. That yeah. that made me yeah. laugh. Like Bobby's real Bobby's so underrated. but that's that's another. Yeah, one. You know, Kristen Wiig
1: as uh, Triangle Sally. I mean, yes, I love that sketch. I love that sketch beyond all reason. I think yeah. I think that's. That's a really strong sketch. Um, go go look that up. Uh, SNL Beethoven introduces the band. Um, all right, but next. Uh, we, are we on the last sketch of the night? How did we get here already?
0: We are on this. the. It's it's time. Yeah, we're time to wrap it up. It's We're getting the light. Where'd the time Where's go? Um, oh, this sketch is called
1: Steve's Beanie Babies. Uh, we got uh, Andrew Dismukes. He's just quit his job because he's. He's independently wealthy because he invested in all these beanie babies that he's been holding on to since 1993. I don't uh, see yeah.
0: any flaw in that logic. Yeah, it's a, a solid financial plan. Uh, yeah. this, this sketch was yeah. written by Dismukes, Claire Kane, and Streeter Seidel. Um, I don't think I've heard Claire Kane's name before. Is she one of the newer writers from this season? She is. She is one of the newer writers. And uh, yeah, this is the sketch I was talking about. I kind of like this sketch quite a bit. Just so, like I, I enjoyed this one. This is this was fun. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I don't know. Mukes is really f- hitting his stride lately. I've noticed. And um, I mean, he's. I, I like that his voice is like unlike anyone else's
1: on the show. He's 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 got a unique thing going on, which is always cool, and that's always a good thing for the show. Right. Um, exactly. And, uh, yeah, and he, yeah. he finds out that his beanie babies are essentially worthless. And he's talking about his uh, wife. And then she's like, well, honey, can you maybe get your job back? And he's like, no, when I quit, I was like talking out of my ass, like, like Jim Carrey as, uh, as uh, Ace Ventura. So yeah, that's out. <laughs> yeah and he's like well maybe i should i should just start drawing mario full-time i love that that's his fallback <laughs>
0: <laughs> i should maybe i should start doing it full-time
1: you know because i drew i did that drawing of mario last week and it was really good and they show like this very mediocre drawing of mario and he's he's and mario's in green and they're like isn't it luigi that wears green
0: <laughs> <laughs> i like yeah I and know. again this this has this thing that i noticed this Mukes kind of does and a lot of sketches he writes in where it's, it's very kind of quiet for a while, but then something uh, crazy over the top happens that really like yeah, shocked like everybody.
1: Like, like,
0: yeah, exactly. Like when, um, cause he's having a dinner party with uh, Mikey and Bowen and Heidi's there. And then I think mm-hmm. uh, Bowen and Mikey are like, yeah, I read somewhere that like beanie babies are actually kind of worthless. And then Andrew just yeah. takes a beat. It's like, huh, really? God damn it! And he just throws the entire yeah. display to the floor, like he kind yeah, he yeah. kind of did that on the Gerard episode where they threw the body over the cliff, and the uh, the Willem yeah. Dafoe episode where Willem Dafoe throws a glass through uh, throws a chair through a glass window, just like yeah. big shocking things that just kind of. I mean,
1: I I love I love sketches about people being stupid and doubling down on their stupidity. I think that's always. Fertile comic ground, and I think Dismukes is really good at that. And at, right, yeah, so I I
0: like the sketch. This is a strong sketch. Uh, yeah. so this is sketch of the night for you, you think? I would, you know, what yeah, I would say so. Like, uh, I mean, Lizzo right. breaks, Lizzo kind of, Lizzo kind of, she does break in this sketch, she breaks in a lot of these yeah, sketches, which is something else I've noticed, but uh, yeah, well, I also, you know, not a trained
1: actor, you know, yeah. so that's fine. Yeah, um, fair enough. you know, it, it was
0: kind of charming even
1: when she broke, it didn't seem like horribly unprofessional and it didn't
0: get to annoying level.
1: So yeah, I I thought even her breaking was kind of cute and, and Dismukes did a nice job of keeping a straight face. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, I liked how the sketch ended with Lizzo telling uh, Dismukes that she's pregnant. And then Mm -hmm. the two of them sort of reconciling freeze frame word crawl. I ran away that night. Never saw any of those people (laughs) again. (laughs) Now I live in Japan where I'm Nintendo's top, mario drawer so yeah. you know so son if you're reading this please stop contacting and, and, me. yeah
1: and son if you're trying to reach me don't it really bums me out
0: um God. a nice absurd ending uh I, I like that i like this this was cute and quick yeah yeah absolutely this I, I i got a kick out of this one i thought this was pretty good yeah this was a lot of fun um we also have two uh,
1: cut for time sketches uh first one food in youtube this was a. Uh, because Pete Davidson wasn't there this week, uh, we and we got to have a pre-tape rap song on the show. Because God forbid we don't, um, we have we yeah. have Chris and Bowen as Baskin and Robbins uh, doing a song called "Sensual Evening In," uh, a song that, by the way, sounds a lot like "Dick in a Box."
0: It really does. That? No, I, I, it I absolutely like basically that.
1: just the tune of "Dick in a Box."
0: Um, yeah. This- this is like, yeah, like the, the off off brand version of dick in like can't afford dick in a box? Get food and YouTube. It's the same thing. It's it's the generic, yeah. So and it's
1: basically about uh, when you live alone, you're, you are you eat dinner and you have to watch YouTube videos while you're eating dinner. And I will just say, as a single man,
0: this hits way too close to home. <laughs> this <laughs> this is me, man. I didn't want to say anything, but uh, yeah.
1: I mean I just give off that vibe of yeah this guy watches a lot of YouTube videos while he's eating his TV dinner well, uh, uh, because yeah. the silence is just too much
0: yeah I think I also like to the point where uh, Bowen sings about how he tries to eat without looking at his phone watching YouTube and it's just like a few yeah. seconds of Bowen just staring at his food silently nothing happening yeah. and then just him flipping over the plate of food and just in anger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, of... need, you need something stimulating. You need something to
1: distract you from all the voices in your head. Um, I like that one of them started going down a YouTube rabbit hole and, you know, saying things like, deep state is real. And we had uh, Lizzo popping up at the end as the YouTube algorithm who's like, you know, I know you better than you know yourself. Uh, I thought this was good. I honestly would have put this in the show. I think this was better than some other things that made it into the show.
0: Uh, yeah, fair enough. I thought this was okay. Like, yeah, I but I would have put this in other over uh, a few other sketches I can't think of off the top of my head which ones, but I thought what this sketches? was What right. sketches? Name names. Ah, cold open.
1: <laughs> cold, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I definitely would have put this in over Black Eyed Peas or the yeah, yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, you know what, yeah. I, I think it was better than both of those. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. And, yeah, so uh, I'd, yeah. Bad call, Warren. Yeah. Bad call. You don't know what you're doing, old man.
1: Yeah. Let us Throw youngsters him out and get Gene Domanian back in there. That's right. Um, yeah, I know mean she's dead. <laughs> oh
0: god. Is she dead?
1: Uh yeah, she did pass away, I believe. Oh, RIP. <laughs> Actually, I should now you've got me a little self conscious and I'm going to Google that really oh, fast god. and just make sure. Uh, I just want to verify. Yeah, don't um, don't kill
0: her off if she's
1: okay. She's referred to uh, in present tense on Wikipedia, so I apologize for accidentally killing you off, Gene Domaniac. Uh, oh, nothing personal. Oh. <laughs> Could have sworn you were dead. Um, Yikes! Oh, okay, uh, it says here. On February 15th, 2015, Domanian attended the SNL 40th anniversary special, although she apparently had not been officially invited, and it is said that SNL executives were not happy about her presence. Uh, Dick Amishaw was not present. Wow. Holy, wow. I want to see the -the behind-the-scenes footage of that. It's been 40 years. What the fuck? Really? (laughs) Wow. Because I I understand they, uh, I mean, they invited everybody who would ever been on the show or a part of the show, so you'd think they would have given her a courtesy invite. Wow,
0: maybe we should do an episode about season six because that that season is just notorious. Just the drama behind yeah. that entire season is just like legendary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the season where Charles Rocket dropped the f bomb, and uh, yeah, it, it, oof. yeah. And uh, th- there was I remember Charles seeing... Rocket by the way definitely is dead. Um, he, yes. Yeah,
1: the story of Charles Rocket is a, a sad story. It's a bummer. Um,
0: yeah, it's, oh. a, it's a
1: bummer. Um, yeah. Which which is a shame because he was a talent guy. I always liked seeing him uh, pop up on uh, did a lot of uh, TV guest spots. Uh, he did Max Headroom and he popped up on Quantum Leap a few times. So it was like, hey, it's Charles Rocket. And I kind of became yeah, a fan just... of him that way.
0: Yeah, he just kind of got dealt a raw deal at the gate. He, he, and... he, got, he got shafted.
1: And yeah, uh, yeah that's a shame. <laughs> Hush your mouth. Anyway, sorry about that tangent, folks. And uh, apologies again to Gene Domanian, who I know is an avid fan of this podcast. Of course.
0: Gene, we love you, bubble blah, blah, blah,
1: Yeah. Um, so we got another cut-for-time sketch. Uh, this one called Costco Meeting. Uh, do you have who wrote this one,
0: Darren? Yes, I do. A.D. Bryant, Bone Yang, Celeste Yim.
1: Well, you know, it's funny that uh, this... Uh, they wrote the sketch, and uh, uh, it, it prominently featured Bowen and 80 both. I mean, what are the odds? Huh. You don't say. That's yeah. crazy. I wonder how that works. I mean, did they, did they audition for that sketch, and then they just, by coincidence, they got cast in the sketch? I don't know. I'd be interested
0: in hearing the behind the scenes on that. Uh, yeah, so uh, so this sketch is actually a recurring sketch. This is actually, um, they did this earlier on in the, in the season during the Kim Kardashian episode, but that... Um, but that sketch got cut for time as well. So this is the second cut for time recurring sketch. It is a recurring cut for time sketch. I didn't even know that was possible.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. All things so are Glitter possible. Revolution are now recurring cut for time characters. That's nuts. That's yeah. Nuts. Um, so we have we have uh, Sarah making a presentation to Kyle. They're trying to think of ideas of how to increase sales at Costco for children. Um, and so we, we bring in uh, Bowen Lizzo and 80 as Glitter Revolution. I honestly had forgotten they they did this before as a cut for time sketch. On yeah, the Kim Kardashian show. I probably blocked out most of that show. Uh, as, like, yeah. as like a yeah. survival technique, as um, you
0: should. Yeah, this uh, this is
1: one of the cut for time sketches that
0: you watch, and you're just
1: like, "Yep, see why this was cut."
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, as as you see the sketch again a second time, you're like, "Yeah, I can kind of see why this was cut."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little
0: bit better um, just so because. Good like,
1: call, Lorne. Not yeah. gonna replace you with the not dead Gene Domanian now. So right. You're so, welcome. You're doing Lauren. a good job. You can uh, you can keep going. Uh, you know, keep keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Keep on trucking. <laughs> keep on trucking, like an R. Crumb drawing.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, this I thought the sketch was a little bit better than the Kardashian episode, just because Lizzo did it, it and not Kim. So that she. Yeah, you know. I think I think that that is a definite upgrade. That's that's a definite yeah. improvement right there. I also yeah. liked a few of the lines that Sarah had, where she's talking, where they're talking mm-hmm. about how to, you know, market towards children, and she's saying things like, you know. We, we through our research, we found out that kids like music, but they also like songs, so, like little things like that. Yeah, I I, I dug. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, that's the episode, guys. Um, overall, what do you what do you yep. what do you think there, my friend? Um, I was a little worried with the early
1: sketches. I didn't think the cold open was very strong. Um, you know, again, stop doing the game show sketches as the first sketch mm-hmm. out of the gate, at least for a while. I mean, you know, just give it a rest for a while. I'm not saying never do a game show sketch again, but you, you got to taper it off a little bit. Yeah, uh, no. But I think after that, the show got stronger. Um, uh, I think no. a pretty good show overall. There were, there was some stuff I really liked in there. I liked, I liked throne room a lot. I liked, mm. uh, I, I liked uh, the please, please don't destroys was probably, that's probably my favorite of the night. I would say, uh, okay. Six Flags guy, I liked. You know, there's there's a good amount of stuff I liked, so I I feel mm. pretty satisfied with the show overall.
0: What about yeah. you, Darren? Uh, same thing. Overall, it was okay. I I'm I gonna have to watch the uh, Gillen Hall. I think the Gillen Hall episode might be a little bit better, but I'd have to rewatch it to to you know make I, sure I like about this that. one. A shade more. I don't know. Mm. Yeah,
1: I'd have to go back and review. Um, yeah, like uh, going to do that? Probably not. Uh, you know I'll, I'll watch the uh, gillen thing again when it repeats at 10.
0: yeah about that okay yeah I mean because like when we were when i first sat down to record this episode with you I was kind of lukewarm on it but actually talking about it more with you I'm thinking about it a little bit more i like oh, I think I kind of warmed up to this a little bit more uh I like the All trivia right. game I like the trivia game show i like the six flags uh I yeah like the... i mean
1: I, again I don't think that was a bad sketch um I did enjoy that sketch but it's just yeah, the game show
0: thing, just
1: right. getting too formulaic. That's yeah, no, no, I agree. It, it, it
0: suffers for the, from the fact that we've had so many game show sketches. So it, yeah. that's, that's what takes it back a bit. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, the game show sketch I liked, the Six Flags sketch I liked, and um, Beanie Babies. I dug that too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so,
1: you know, pretty good show overall. Um, SNL, They, by the way, they also announced uh, who is going to be the hosts and musical guests for their May 7th return. And uh, it's going no. to be Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock Holmes' his own bad self, and uh, Arcade Fire, which you told me before we started recording, this is actually going to be Arcade Fire's fifth appearance on SNL. That is wild.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things, I didn't even realize they'd been on the show that many times until I yeah. looked it up, and I was like, oh yeah, Arcade Fire, they were on like once or twice Because right?
1: their appearances have been kind of spaced out, so it doesn't seem like five, it doesn't seem like, it's not like a John Mulaney thing where he comes back five times in the space of three seasons, I think it's been.
0: Right, no, they, they were been on uh, They were on in 07 with a uh, musical, with host uh, Rain Wilson, they were on in 2010 with host Scarlett Johansson, uh, 2013 with host Tina Fey, and 2018 with host Bill Hader. So this is number five. That's cool. All right. Well, you know, I, I enjoy them when
1: they come on. I'm a big fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. He's hosted before back in 2016,
0: I think you said? Right. Just before uh, the election. I believe like a week before the election and everything, uh, all that went down. And nothing notable has happened since then. Um, Nope. And yeah,
1: so it'll be fun to see him come back. Uh, He's got a new Marvel uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness to promote.
0: Yeah, Uh, come. Yeah, like hopefully people will go out and watch that little uh, indie movie.
1: (laughs) It would. It would be fun to see, uh, like maybe a Sherlock parody or a Marvel Doctor Strange parody. I don't think they've done a Marvel parody in a little while, so I they maybe do if they have a good idea for that yeah i wouldn't mind seeing that
0: yeah wouldn't mind seeing uh, that at but, all. You know,
1: whatever they do better to cumberbatch he's he's such a talented guy i'm i'm always happy to see him come by he's, he feels like somebody that uh who should have
0: hosted more than twice already so yeah, yeah that's true but i mean he's all he's constantly busy he's constantly making movies and uh he does work stuff. a lot yeah that's true he, he works a lot so, like, I, yeah. I get. Why I mean, deservedly so. He's, yeah, he's, he's a talented guy. No, yeah, absolutely. He's he's got the goods. He's got the goods. He's got the power of the dog. Oh, yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, on uh, May 7th. and uh, you know, May while, 7th, we're, while we're here, let's uh, let's look at the Twitter and see what the. Uh, the Twitter spheres think about this Lizzo episode. Let's
1: look at the Twitter. Let's let's look at the Twitter. What what do the people have to say? We we got some comments. Yeah, well, we got uh, one. Tweet. I got a comment. I can I can read. You want Both. you want me to read a comment, Darren?
0: Read a comment, there, fella.
1: All right. Uh, our friend Darren James uh, at Mod Revolve, cool Twitter handle, says uh, she was probably the most dominating host in quite some time. I felt like I was watching the Lizzo Variety Hour. Melissa's update piece was my favorite comedy bit of the night. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think the show used her real well. Yeah, I don't think you mean dominating in a bad way. Like,
0: I, right. I don't think
1: like she dominated the show to the expense of the cast members or anything like that. But yeah, it, she did a, a pretty nice job as a host, especially for somebody who's not an actor. Right,
0: she's a strong presence.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah she's a personality.
0: Yeah, and uh, we got some right. tweets from my sister, Melanie Jasmine. How about yeah, that? Yeah, look at that! Hey, at Bacon Awesome Love, uh, you pr- you're probably mm-hmm. recording now, which we are. But y'all, yes, we are. <laughs> are. Yep. But y'all better give my girl her props. She was funny. Some of the jokes were specific to her TikTok followers, i.e., me. But she's still a solid host, and she also says mm-hmm. also that also that dude's impression of Eric Adams was on point and hilarious. I mean that
1: dude. He he does have a name. It is is Mr. Chris right. Red. He was there too. Put some um, respect. But yeah, I do enjoy his Eric Adams impression. I just wish it could have been like its own thing instead of just jammed into the cold open. Yep. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Uh, we also got. Uh, let's uh, see. Well, you, you mm-hmm. read one. Oh, you got another? Okay. No, 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 you read it. You go. Go for it.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, we got John Anias. Uh, was was that the one you were going to read? Uh yes, okay. Well, I'm I'm taking it from you. Uh, oh. he's at Burton Esque 92. Uh, he says an episode really bolstered by the vibrant performance from the host. Lizzo had gusto, as I'm sure the kids say. Yep, kids mm-hmm. can't say gusto enough. They're all about the gusto. Uh, he says little stands out otherwise besides Melissa actually getting an update feature on. There was an odd uh, emotionality emotional ah. Emotionality to uh, Caesar that had me really liking this character. Seems like people like the uh, the uh, Collins driver thing more than than we did. I didn't yeah, think I, that was too strong. People, maybe are they just happy to the, to see Melissa have a bit on the show?
0: That might be it. Yeah, the fact that uh, yeah. Melissa and like again, it's I think the way Melissa played the character I liked, but I feel like I wish the jokes were stronger. I think if the material yeah. was stronger, I would have. That would have really put it over for me, but I think the fact that I, a, I wish Caesar
1: had just gone after his nephew a little harder.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I think that a the fact that uh, Melissa got on uh, on Weekend Update mm-hmm. and yeah, the way he she plays the character is really kind of endearing. That that was enough for some people, but I just if the, I wish the material was a little bit stronger. Yeah.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Fair
0: That's enough. Uh, what uh, do you got? We got Mikey with two E's. Yeah. Uh, not so bad. Cold open was okay. Maybe went a bit long. Enjoyed the monologue, too. Uh, weird choice as the first sketch didn't work for me at all and could have done without another TikTok sketch, but the show got better as it went on. Decent weekend update. Great to see Melissa on. Great 10 to 1 also. And uh, this week really seemed to dial in to Lizzo's strengths with the writing and to a point last week as well with Jake, albeit a bit too much with the singing. Really bums me out that they give Gerard that they gave Gerard some really bland parts to play, and he didn't get to shine when he hosted. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, um, actually, uh, Mikey, I, Mikey, I think that's a great assessment of the show. I, I agree with you. And uh, actually, Mikey, uh, mentioning the music reminded me that we got a comment uh, from my friend uh, Rini about uh, something we said about the jake gillenhall show last week i'm gonna see if i can find that okay um, uh, where is it? did i retweet that from the account or did i not i'm thinking oh. i did
0: not okay i could read another um, tweet while you look for it
1: yeah read read another and i'm gonna i'm gonna try and track that down because uh Rainey had a correction uh for us
0: okay uh we got a Another tweet from our good friend Nick Store, at Nick Store. Really enjoyed this episode. A rare treat of the writing meeting the host's performability. Had me laughing out loud. I liked that for once the game show sketch wasn't about the format of the game show. The Six Flags sketch was probably my high point. Oh, and P P P D D back on form. And uh, our good friend Boardman gets paid at Lehot Lion. Says, uh, hey guys, Mm -hmm. I have been released from the Time Warp. And I caught the Lizzo episode. According to Lizzo, every oh, sketch... Oh, look at was...
1: that. Hey. You're current.
0: Congratulations. Let's do... We were getting worried about you. Yeah, exactly. We thought you'd be like Quantum Leap, just lost to time. Uh, yeah. According to Lizzo, every sketch was hilarious. I love orchestra and Six Flags. Somehow I'm going to shoot horn about popping that booty open for Beethoven in regular conversation and see how it goes. Peace, fingers. Yeah, signs. see that you do. I, I don't see that ever possibly backfiring on you no do that work um
1: yeah no do it do it at work say it to your boss yeah um i am still looking for that tweet because that's this was uh several days ago so i'm kind of going back and i'm going into my personal notification okay um, okay I... no i found wait hang on i found it so give me a second okay um okay so um uh, Arini says uh, she's, uh, by the way, she's at Fangirl Dilemma. You know, please give her a follow. She says, it's time for Arini uses Twitter to yell at the SNL nerds show. And she actually tags us in this. She says, I don't do this with podcasters who I don't actually know at Trumbull Comic and at Darren Credible. Question whether Jake Gyllenhaal is attempting to be cast in a musical. Jake has already been in several notable musicals with been in all caps. Uh, she says he appeared as Seymour City Center Encore's series production of The Little Shop of Horrors. The production was notable because Ellen Green returned as Audrey. Uh, Ellen Green was the original Audrey in The Little Shop. I do know uh, that much. Uh, she says he was also in a production of Sunday in the Park with George, also at City Center and eventually Broadway. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I, I, when I said that, I, I was I kind of meant like a movie musical but I didn't realize that he'd done any uh stage musical work. So yeah, thank you for letting us know that.
0: Yeah, thank um, you so much. I mean, sometimes when and, when we're talking, we just kind of riffing and we don't like we we say things we don't even bother to like look up to see if they're factually accurate or anything. So like uh jokes
1: yeah, so- are always funnier when you fact check them. I mean, uh, <laughs> Yeah, she uh, Yeah, she wrote me this on April the 12th, so that's five days ago now. So I told her, I will try to note this in the next episode, but there's at least a 75% chance I'm going to forget all about this by Sunday. And apparently I misspelled the word chance as change. Um, and uh, Irini says, I expect no response at all. I was just sitting at my desk getting angry. I had no one to share the information with and was like, wait, I don't have to shout into the void john is my good friend i can just go on social media and tell him oh, this so oh thank you for yelling at me on social media that's thank that's you, yes. always fun yeah if, if you want to yell at me some more you can uh, uh, come at me at trumbull comic that's t-r-u-m-b-u-l-l
0: and the word comic and uh, do we have any more uh, tweets about the show uh no that's it man we're, we're good that's, that's it episode. and as always you can follow me on twitter and instagram at Incredible. that's d-a-r-i-n-credible so uh you can yell and holler and berate me through uh, both those uh, forms of social media. And, and speaking
1: of uh, hollering and yelling and berating, uh, your sister Melanie has more to say. She says, uh, lastly, if you didn't like this episode, then you just don't like women. Take your ass to Robert Kennedy Airport. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. Wow. Okay. okay. Big Lizzo fan. She was. She was oh, probably yeah, one of those people who was cheering really loudly when Lizzo brought out her flute in the no, orchestra sketch.
0: Yeah, my sister loves her some Lizzo. Like I, I, I kind of saw this coming. Like I, I yeah, knew if yeah. we weren't going to give it like, a um, rave review, she would be. Uh, I'd hear it at uh, the next. So, uh, so family M- Melanie,
1: thank you for the feedback. I hope we liked the episode enough for you. If you have anything else to say, I don't think it's going to be <laughs> making it on the show.
0: So, but thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and of course, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at SNL Nerd Show. Yeah, come come there,
1: and you know, let us know what you think, and you know, yell out about stuff we got wrong about obscure stage musical things that uh, Hollywood actors have done. We yeah. we enjoy that. Yes, we enjoy being belittled. We, I mean, that's that's our basic brand. <laughs> <laughs> that's our bread and butter, baby. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And so uh, we'll see you next week. We're going to be talking about uh, the documentary Gilbert with Gilbert Gottfried. I know that's out there streaming somewhere. Yeah, it's uh,
0: uh, it's this. it's uh, streaming on Peacock, the Roku channel, and uh, Pluto TV, which is a real thing. Uh, yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure you made at least one of those up. I swear um, I Peacock, didn't. Peacock, I know, real, but... Uh, I, I, I did not buy you on the Roku thing. No, I swear, I mean, it's, I real. I swear okay. it's real. I swear it's real. So you can go check out the Gilbert documentary uh, yourself there. Watch it and compare your reactions to ours and let us know what we get wrong about that. So that'll be next week on the SNL Nerd Show. So we'll see you then. But until then, nerds, nerds out!
0: This has been a non-productive media presentation.